This is how we do it. <laughs> it's not on this bracket. Dun, 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 dun. Montel Jordan did not make the best one hit wonders bracket. So you know this bracket is stacked. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Chris with Boozy Bracketology, and we we are here for episode number two as we try and find the best one hit wonder ever made. Montel Jordan is not making an appearance on this bracket. Apparently he's got other things to do. Don't know what that would be right now. But you know who I have here? I've got five panelists that want to give you their opinions and shout them down your ear holes at this very moment. We're going to start out in Reno, Nevada. Sarah, how you doing and what's in your glass? Hi, Chris. I'm doing well. Uh, tonight in, well, I have a bottle and it's it's my go-to. It is the Great Basin Brewery Wild Horse Amber Ale. It is my second of the beers from the Great Basin Brewery. I drink a lot of their beers. Uh, they're wonderful. I like to support local brewery here, and it's just a nice, solid amber ale. It doesn't get any better than this. If you're in Reno or Carson City or Lake Tahoe, the Great Basin Brewery is, first off, the best one in the area. Like They have a great beer selection. It's really good. But two, like go to their restaurant because the food's top-notch. Speaking of top-notch, we're going to bring this out to Raleigh, North Carolina. And no, we're not going to hear about the number one seed, Lady Wolf Pack, tonight. We're going to talk about One Hit Wonders, Mr. Woodhead. How you doing, sir? What's in your glass? I'm doing fine. And uh, to answer your question, Mr. Liguori, the reason that Montel Jordan is not on this bracket is because he is not a one-hit wonder. Uh Montel Jordan actually had a second hit, the song Get It On Tonight, reached number four on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, so as such, he was disqualified uh, from contention. Uh, in my glass currently is a glass of Quinta de Noval Port, a uh, legendary port house from Douro Valley in Portugal. Uh, it's a bottle that my wife got off of uh, her Flaviar subscription. I know uh, the the other Jeff had mentioned Flaviar in the last episode. Uh, if they want to sponsor a podcast, for instance, I think there are worse options than to sponsor a podcast where a bunch of people get drunk and talk about random shit. <laughs> wow, that that's the earliest since last episode we've ever earned that explicit tag. So nicely done, Jeff. Well. You've heard him laugh. You know he earns us an explicit tag on a regular basis. Mike, my friend, how you doing? What you drinking? There's no fucking way that that's the earliest we've ever earned an explicit tag. The second earliest. I, I did it in the first word last time. But, but, uh, also, yeah, how I'm does just... shit earn you an explicit tag? That's not even, that's barely even a cuss word. <laughs> oh, don't go George Carlin on us there, Jeff. Uh <laughs> Chris, I am doing well. I have a lovely beer from the Trim Tab Brewing Company. I have featured them many times on this podcast before, and this is their uh, possibly slightly seasonally inappropriate since it is currently spring, but uh, this is their summer getaway beer. This is a imperial sour ale with passion fruit, lime, and black lava salt. See how this one is. Mmm. That is actually really good. I think I've mentioned uh, that I'm not a huge 
sour ale fan, but uh, they're starting to grow on me a little bit. I think the problem was I've had too many sour ales that were just too sour. They made me, they made me like pucker and like feel like my face was sucking in on itself. This is actually really good. It's very refreshing. Uh, the perfect uh, beer to close out a nice warm day. Oh, there you go. You know what? You've heard enough from the from the out of staters. Let's bring it right back here to Florida. Across the street in north just a little bit, we've got the gore starting off with Marissa. Marissa, what's in your glass? Well, tonight I'm just rocking uh, some water. But Mike, please send me that info because you know how I like a sour. And it's got passion fruit. I love passion fruit, so... <laughs> Send me that information. Uh, yeah, just drinking water tonight. Boring. You know what's not boring? Good old Topo Chico water. Not a sponsor. But that is literally a reference out there just for Mike's wife. Mike, you okay, buddy? Well, speaking of jokes for one person, we're bringing this over to Mr. Jeff Gore. How you doing, sir? And what you drinking? Happy to be here. Still. <laughs> Uh, I'm drinking the Eagle Rare store pick that I picked uh, picked up a couple weeks ago. Um, I can tell you how this is, but uh, if you know bourbon, you know Eagle Rare is already great. Well, I do know bourbon. And I do know that Eagle Rare is really, really great. It's a, a really solid bourbon. Uh, I am off the bourbon train tonight, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, I have put the bourbon aside. And I instead reached for an old reliable, not even an old reliable, it's still whiskey. It is the Uncle Nearest 1856 Tennessee Whiskey. And this is a weird whiskey because it's got like this really sweet finish. Um, but uh, it's a, it's solid. It's a good little pour. Um, and actually, it's a little pour because I've got to work tomorrow. Uh, but it was BOGO at Publix. Now, you know, when you can get whiskey, buy one, get one free, and it's actually a pretty good whiskey, you, you take advantage of that right then and there. Speaking of taking taking advantage of that, we're going to jump right in, and we're going to kick us off with our play-in game. The 16 seeds, Sheriff, when I'm with you, taking on Tony Basil's Mickey, and we're going to start off with Sarah. Listen, listen, listen. Sheriff, when I'm with you is a quintessential 80s love song. To me, there is no comparison to Mickey. We're not all fucking cheerleaders. But you want a good old-fashioned 80s one-hit wonder, Sheriff, when I'm with you, that gets my vote. Sheriff picks up a vote. Mr. Woodhead, sir, it's your turn. I mentioned in the the last episode about the concept of the true one-hit wonders, the ones that reached number one and then never broke the top 100 again. Sheriff is one of those, and so I included it. Also because... You can't have a good 80s one-hit wonder region without including at least one power ballad. Come on, guys. Unfortunately, this one's just crap. I I listened to it, and look, I love me a good 80s power ballad. Journeys Faithfully is like my jam. There's... I, I consider myself a connoisseur of the 80s power ballad. There are so many better examples than this overwrought pile of shit. The, I mean, 
I don't really like Mickey all that much, and let's be honest, whoever win this, wins this is going to get annihilated in the next round, but... Man, I, I cannot get over how schmaltzy When I'm With You is. It's, uh... I, I've got to give it to Mickey. I'm sorry, Sarah. I can see you gesticulating over there about how wrong I am, but deep in your heart, you know I'm right. Well, as Jeff gets another one finger salute twice in one night, <laughs> uh, Sarah has declined his friend request on Facebook. I'm good at that. <laughs> Mike, we've got a one to one tie, sir, and it's bring. I'm going to bring this over to you gesticulate all you want Sarah but I'm not necessarily quite as down on this song as Jeff is but he's essentially right like if we're gonna we definitely needed a power ballad on this I agree with him there but if we're gonna throw in a power ballad, like why is Benny Mardones into the night not here like that is a way better song way better power ballad with a way better hook but apparently more people like this sheriff song which I had never heard until two days ago on Spotify I don't get it at all meanwhile Every single one of you right now with the drop of a hat could clap along to Hey Mickey. My three-year-old can clap along to Hey Mickey because I have sung it to her and clapped along with her. It is way more memorable. And you know how I know it's more memorable? I know it's more memorable because Weird Al Yankovic did not open his first album ever with When I Eat Glue or some stupid shit like that. He opened it up with Hey Ricky. Because he absolutely knew which one of these songs was more memorable, and it is Hey Mickey. Move it on. Well, we can't move it on, Mike. You've been on the show before. You know that we need three votes for it to move on to the next round. And speaking of three votes, we're going to see if Marissa can give Mickey its third. Your turn, ma'am. Dear goodness. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Mickey's moving on. When I'm With You is a giant pile of shit. <laughs> It was boring. I didn't like it. It was just, it was bad. It's bad. I don't like it. I'm sorry, Sarah, but I, I didn't like it. <laughs> well, Marissa has told us what she doesn't like. Maybe one day she'll tell us what she does like, but Mickey is moving on to the play-in game. Jeff, is it a close matchup or is it a pretty strong win for Mickey? You know, I think when it comes down to the 80s, uh, the power ballads are really what take the cake and people really you define the 80s in power ballads i mean everyone's got their story of a power ballad that's touched them in certain ways um but um as sarah alluded to when you think of power ballads the one that you're never going to think of is when i'm with you because no one has ever heard of this song before i don't want to pile on but the song's horrible and you may have heard it once, but you'll never hear it again, especially not on purpose. Now, all this to be said, I don't want to take away from Tony Basil. Tony Basil shot Mickey with a full group of cheerleaders at nearly 40. Not only that, she also spent time choreographing and co-directing one of the best bands of the 80s that is not a one-hit wonder, The Talking Heads. She co-directed once in a lifetime that's amazing such a great whoa seriously absolutely he Who is knew? a master of wikipedia also jeff david byrne is currently tracking you down and with 
a pistol for referring to them as the talking heads. Yeah, that also true. Uh, however, it, it's absolutely fascinating. So I don't want to take away from her because she's going to lose in the next round. But Mickey has got to move on. And Mickey does move on as the power ballad in the uh, the tournament here in the 80s. I think it's the only one that's there, and it's gone. Oh, crap. Guys, we need to... We need, anyone have another a panelist we can get on here? Sarah has left the conversation. Oh, we're so sorry, Sarah. Well, we maybe if you. it was a good power ballad, but all the good power ballads aren't one-hit wonders, so... All Sorry. right, all right. I'm going to end this right here before Sarah actually leaves. She'll probably go back to work and get some work done. She laughs because it's true. We're moving on, and we are going to your 16-1 matchup. The 16th seed of Tony Basil's Mickey is taking on the one seed. Dexy's Midnight Runners, come on, Eileen. Jeff Woodhead, you are up. So doing a little bit of research for uh, for this, I found that uh, Dexy's Midnight Runners are a uh, band that was obviously fairly big in their native uh, British Isles, but they're from Birmingham, England. How the fuck are these guys not Irish? <laughs> this song is like the, you know, obviously St. Patrick's Day was uh, was recently. How I'm pretty sure that like every drunk Irishman has like gotten uh, some sort of a jig on to this this song is by some dudes from Birmingham. What in the hell? Uh, either way, come on, Eileen is an iconic song. It's one that you recognize immediately. The Turalu Ralu Ralu Rai. The, the and I also want to point out the amazing vocal range of this dude. I can't get anywhere near where this guy reaches. Uh, I've got an okay voice, but man, that, like once you get to the the uh, the some of the parts of the the later choruses, I can't get to that. How does that dude get to that? Wow. Anyway, give my vote to Come On Eileen. It's kind of the classic 80s song. And it's got to move on for at least a round, right? right, We'll find out. Mike, you're up, sir. So I mentioned Weird Al Yankovic in the last round. And I just wanted to briefly mention that I think that we should all be thankful that he declined to record the obligatory COVID-19 parody of come on eileen but if if those of you who had not noticed that before you know it now uh there, mike there is also get your vaccine <laughs> that's out good good advice mr woodhead good advice i uh, no this is this is dexy's midnight runners you haven't heard the last of them there's a simpsons reference move it on all right. Well, again, we, we need three votes to move something on. I am the only one that can move th- something on, except I am case. that confident, Chris, except in this case, because Marissa, you actually have a chance to move it on if you wish. It's your turn. So fun fact. Um, and I thought of this because, well, we were obsessed with. Uh, um, why am I blanking on the show that we were obsessed with? Jeffrey. <laughs> 
good power ballad. I've watched um, some shows before. <laughs> Peaky Blinders. That, okay, that's one. Yep, I've heard of that. Um, so Obsessed. they're from Birmingham, and Birmingham has the largest Irish community dating back to the Industrial Revolution. It has the largest Irish population per capita in all of Britain. So that explains that for you. Oh, there you go. Uh, huh. Now that now now it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> not 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 true of Birmingham, Alabama. Just just throwing that out. Oh yeah, no. Uh, this hands down, this is come on, Eileen. That Mickey did not stand a chance. So it didn't matter if it was Mickey or if it was that other song that I don't even remember now. Well, come on, Eileen's got a three to nothing lead. Are we going to keep the sweep train going, Jeff? Because when you say you will, it always means you won't. You're giving me the chills, baby. Please, baby, don't. These are words that I like to repeat in my mind as I go to bed every night. Um, No, I, I mean, so Mickey is a song that I can vividly recall being like 10 years old, finding a CD that my parents had of 80s greatest hits and putting it on and thinking, wow, this old music's fun. Um... And it was. But you know what it's not? It's not Come On Eileen. It's not a song that's going to be played at every bar, every wedding, every event that's ever been out there. There is a history, a culture. Everybody loves Come On Eileen. Everybody everybody loves Come On Eileen. And it's a great song that should move on. I'm going to mute now. All right, come on, Eileen's got a four to nothing vote. We're going to bring this last vote over to Sarah to see if we have a sweep. You know that I'm clearly going to start off with the injustice that just happened real quick. Yes, it's power ballads, but all power ballads are shit. Like, I don't see how that could surprise anyone. And Mickey's just a little, ugh. Anyway, yeah, I'm voting for come on, Eileen. I would have voted the other one when I'm with you over Come On Eileen, if you want to no. know the truth. So no. now I'm mad at both of them. And Come On Eileen gets the vote and Mickey gets negative votes because it's stupid. So I'm a little questioning something here because I know some of you on this podcast are big movie fans. How is it we went two rounds with Mickey and no one brought up the Cassandra Wayne Campbell duet from Wayne's World? I almost did, but you should have because it is the I best iteration so. of the song Mickey that's ever been performed. Neither here nor there. Come on, Eileen. Moving on to the round of thirty-two, and we are on to our eight-nine matchup. Biz Markey's just a friend taking on the nine seed when in Rome's The Promise. Mike, you're starting us off. I, I had a choice between a Wayne's World reference and a Weird Al reference. You know Weird Al's going to win every time on that one. Lauren Carey's happy. Yeah, that's exactly. Cheers to that. Oh, God, Chris, you made me start off on this one. This is actually the one that I have blank because I I had actually never heard this when I am went in Rome, the Promise song. Believe it or not, I had not. But I actually really dug it. It has like that that anthemic sort of pulsing vibe that, that I just, I really like those songs that, that have that sound, but Biz Markie, obviously I'd heard many times before because I've, you know, 
been in a bar more than once and like that song comes on and like but no one knows any of the words to that song besides the chorus but everybody sings along to the chorus you like it's and and it's like it's not even sung that well in terms of the chorus so like you feel good about singing along to it i think is one of its charms i'm not trying like the i'm not dissing the musicianship but it's just it's it it feels very singable because it's not like you're trying to hit Adele or something like that. Um, hit the notes that Adele hits. God, I'm just stomping all over my own words. I don't know how I'm going to vote on this one. I, I, cause I, like I said, I'd never heard the promise, but I really dug it. But I feel like still just a friend sticks with me more just, just because of that chorus. Um, like it's, it's, the promise is more my my style overall, but just a friend sticks with me better, sticks with me more. And maybe that's just because I've heard it more. Whereas this is only a more recent discovery uh, with the, with when in Rome. But uh, I I got I to give my vote to uh, Bismarcky and just a friend here. Well, just a friend picks up its first vote. We bring this over to Marissa. Okay, <clears throat> sorry. So this one was kind of tricky for me. Uh, I like both of them. Um, but I, I'm going to go with The Promise. The Promise picks up its first vote with no explanation needed. Sorry. Jeffrey, you're up, sir. Well, that's okay, because I would love to take her time. Um, <laughs> this, just like Mike, was, out of our entire bracket, the only one that I could not make a decision on. So we're going to talk this out in real time. Um, both of these songs I have known. Uh, both of these songs I do love. Um, I think When in Rome has its place. That hook, that chorus is just spectacular. That being said, Biz Marquis is a song that I will personally turn on when given the chance because it's also just a fantastic song. Um, for me, I, I had to start looking at some of these things objectively because subjectively it's, it's too difficult this between these two and what I found. And the only thing I really have to go off to, uh, go off of is when we're talking about one hit wonders, we're talking about pop culture and one of the most famous scenes, uh, that the promise was ever used in was in 2004's Napoleon Dynamite. And if you know me, I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> so this one's real easy for me. I'm all in on Biz Marquee. Just a friend. Biz Marquee takes a left-hand turn to go right, but somehow gets a vote. We are bringing this one over to Sarah. I, too, had this one unchecked uh, initially my gut was biz marquee just a friend and then i listened to when in rome again and i remembered that i heard that song so many times and it just reminds me of to me it's very 80s and i love that about it biz marquee i actually <laughs> didn't hear for the first time until like the early 2000s i'm not quite sure what happened there but uh, i i I'm a sucker for some pretty serious 80s business, as you can tell from my earlier rage. And I just think if we're, I mean, strictly 80s, I don't see Bismarcky as an 80s song to me. It doesn't have the vibe 
Uh, when in Rome, the promise has that vibe for me. So I'm going to vote when in Rome, the promise. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have our first two to two tie of the evening. And this is a reminder four out of the five of you have a buzzer beater remaining. Jeff Gore has used his already. Do any of the other three want to lodge their buzzer beater to try and sway Mr. Woodhead one way or another? I have three people shaking their heads. No. Yeah, Jeff, buddy. it is <laughs> up to you, sir. Are you going to send Kristen Bell home packing? Kristen Bell? Okay. What? Do I need to explain that reference? She was in a really bad rom-com called When in Rome. Oh, okay. All right. I, I missed y'all's... Uh, um, I'm the only one that would make wait, that reference. Just take us away. So... Put me out of my wait, no, and that did not appear. Chris is the only one that got that reference. So, <laughs> Gotcha. All right. So, um, I, like everyone else, I had a real hard time with this one. 8-9 yeah, matchup. It's a... Uh, I think it was the only 2-2 tie in our last episode, and uh, uh, you know we get a 2-2 tie out of it here. Uh, obviously, I am stalling for time. Uh, <laughs> we don't know why. <laughs> because uh, let me let me get let me put out here one thing, Jeff. How in the hell do you hate Napoleon Dynamite? Like, I don't even see how that movie is hateable. I see how it's not lovable. But I can't see the visceral negativity towards it. Uh, I had actually forgotten that, uh, that the promise was in it and, and, until you just mentioned it. Um, but honestly, when I listen to these two songs, I just have to go with, all right, which one, if I were stuck on a desert island with nothing but this song on repeat, which one would make me go crazy last? Uh I kind of feel like I could listen to Just a Friend over and over and over again and get less sick of it than The Promise. So we're going to have to go with Bismarcky on this one. Uh, so give it to Biz. Bismarcky is moving on to the next round. They will be in the round of 32. As that promise has been broken, they are going home early. We're on to our 5-12 matchup of the evening. Will we have that 5-12 upset? We're about to find out as we have got the band that inspired Millie Vanilli and Lips, Inc., their hit song, Funky Town, taking on the churches under the Milky Way. And this one we are starting with Marissa. Why does this have to be my one? My first, me first out the gate. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> I like Funky Town. Funky Town is fun. Um, I had never heard the church under the Milky Way until this weekend. And um, it took me a couple listens. I didn't like it at first. Uh, but then I listened to it more. And can we talk about like the addition of bagpipes? Whenever you can add bagpipes, I'm I'm in. Um. So for this one, I'm going with Under the Milky Way. All right. The 12 seed has stormed out to an early lead. Jeff Gore, you're up, sir. Yeah, that's absolute insanity. Who the hell would pick this over Funky Town? Um, Funky Town is, again, one of those culturally relevant songs 
that just infects you when it's on. You can't help but move or sing a part of it or or, or do uh, something when it comes on. Um, again, I have actually heard Under the Milky Way and, and find it enjoyable in a certain sense of songs. Um, probably wouldn't go pick it out myself. Uh, but there's a time and place for it. Again, it's probably in a rom-com somewhere. It's some mediocre um, middle of the road. They're having some drama. There's a little bit of instability in the relationship. We got to go back and find somebody back at our hometown. Um, there's a time and place for Under the Milky Way. Uh, but for me, I always would rather be in Funky Town. Well, Jeff, I want to take you to Funky Town. That's got to vote. We're going to bring this over to Sarah. <laughs> so I, too, want to go to Funky Town, but like a different Funky Town than you and Jeff, if that's possible. I don't blame you. No, the same. The same. <laughs> I, this is pretty simple for me. I, this was not really didn't cause. I think it probably marked it within the first second. I love Funky Town. It's. I don't know. It's making me happy. So I'm giving my vote to Funky Town, but again, not the same Funky Town that Chris and Jeff attend. Well, Jeff and I have booked our own Funky Town separate from the Funky Town Sarah is going to, but we have to find out. Mr. Woodhead, are you joining Jeff and I in our Funky Town? Unfortunately, I am not. Uh, This was actually a fairly difficult one for me because I do enjoy Funky Town. I just also feel like it goes on for about two minutes too long. <laughs> it it it's uh it need it's it's the it needed an editor of music. <laughs> Meanwhile, under the Milky Way, which is yeah, as uh, as as Marissa pointed out, the bagpipe sounding solo, uh, technically not composed on a bagpipe, but you know, I don't think anyone in the band actually knew how to play bagpipes, so they just did it on a synth. Uh, <laughs> the uh, with the twelve string behind it, and it leads to this like cool atmospheric thing that you know the 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 bagpipiness just. In any other song, it would be jarring and uncomfortable, but in this one, it almost it just fits because you're in this. It's like you're in this universe where. Oh yeah, cool bagpipes. That makes sense. I think Under the Milky Way is. Uh, I was actually surprised that it got as low a seating as it did, but you know, Spotify streaming data is what it is. Uh, gets the twelve. Gets a difficult matchup. But I've got to give it my vote here. I really enjoy Under the Milky Way. I always have. Probably always will. Uh, it's uh, just a, a, a classic kickback and chill song uh, that uh, uh, I think deserves to move on. But, you know, that's out of my hands now and into the hands of uh, Mr. Mott. Well, not so fast, my friend, as we have a 2-2 tie before Mike gives us his opinion. Does anybody want to lodge their buzzer beater? Jeff, Sarah, and Marissa have theirs remaining. Mr. Gores is gone. Mike, you're on your own, sir. So like Jeff said, I really like Funky Town, but I never realized how long that song was. Holy shit. Eight minutes. That's an eight minute long song. 
in eight minutes, it gets a little repetitive. No, it gets a lot repetitive, <laughs> honestly. But you know, I I don't want to I don't want to sell Funky Town short. It's got this like futuristic electronica sort of vibe. Like it it at least stays relatively interesting for a decent chunk of that runtime. But every bracket needs at least one 12-5 upset. And man, I love Under the Milky Way. It 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 just fits so well in like this like laconic sort of dream poppy indie rock sort of feel that is right up my alley. I love listening to that song. It just puts me in this nice chill pleasant mood it's it's just enchanting wonderful i i think it's a fantastic song and uh i am giving it my vote and moving it on to the next round well ladies and gentlemen that's our biggest upset of the tournament so far the 12-5 upset and it is taking me to church under the milky way is moving on to the round of 32 well let's see who it's going to be facing because we have got your four versus 13 matchup, Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry, Be Happy versus Georgia Satellites, Keep Your Hands to Yourself. Uh, this one really could go either way, and we're going to start with Mr. Jeff Gore. We are going to start with Mr. Jeff Gore because he's got things to say. Ha! Uh, Funky Town, eight minutes. In what world is someone looking for the long version of Funky Town? I mean, for God's sake. You guys are lucky I didn't have a uh, moment to say something. Um, this one's really, really interesting because I think there is something to be said about the seating issues here. Um, because keep your hands blame to yourself. Blame Spotify. Is, oh, I absolutely will blame Spotify. I hate them. Um, because It's very interesting because keep your hands to yourself is one of those fantastic songs that you're going to hear probably everywhere if you're at country bar a sports bar a fucking i don't even know a hip place what is the, what do the kids do these days they don't leave that they don't leave the house oh right corona um no even before that uh, and, oh good point uh it's on tiktoks uh don't worry be happy yeah, they're though they're playing like is... lcd sound system or some shit <laughs> Hey, Daft Punk is playing in my house. Oh, R.I.P. Daft Punk. Then I am far away That's... from them. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeff. Please continue. I would like to uh, uh, retake my time, please. Um, the fact that Bobby McFerrin, Don't Worry, Be Happy, is at a four seed, and this song's at a 13 seed, is very uh, surprising to me again. Blame Spotify. It's not Jeff's fault. At least he used data this time. More than we can be said about Chris. Um, Ooh, damn. <laughs> uh, but for me, I would much rather, and here's to be something to be said about country. I would much rather hear Keep Your Hands to Yourself than Don't Worry, Be Happy. Uh, I think it's just a better song. Don't Worry, Be Happy has the same riff, has the same feel, and it's a good one. But the better song is Keep Your Hands to Yourself. I miss the good old days when someone could talk and no one would interrupt them. That was a uh, those were those were good times. Those were really good times. Speaking of good times, I want to hear from Sarah. Thank you, Chris. I just have to bring up not like I'm bringing up the past or anything, but if we wanted to get into Funky Town being 
repetitive. I feel like, hey, Mickey, Mickey, you're so fine. You blew my mind. Hey, Mickey is like basically the entire song. Just I'm just throwing that out there. But we're, we're not talking about that anymore. We are talking about don't worry, be happy and keep your hands to yourself. Don't worry, be happy. It, it's a sweet song, right? Like, it, it, it's a good song. It just a feel good song. I don't know, though, I was thinking I got hung up on this one a little bit, but keep your hands to yourself. There, it's a little grungy. There, there's a little grit in his voice, and there's just something I like about that a little more. And possibly because I'm an asshole, I don't know, but don't worry, be happy. I, I again, I think it it's weird seeding on this because it, it is a great song and it deserves a nod, but. My heart's going to go with Keep Your Hands to Yourself by George Satellite. Keep Your Hands to Yourself has tied this up one-to-one. Mr. Woodhead, sir, you're up. Man, Sarah, I have never seen someone so emotionally invested in a play-in game result. (laughs) Hey, people attend those schools too, man. Man, either of those songs is going to get annihilated by Come On Eileen. (laughs) Seriously. Anyway, this matchup is actually a a perfect summary of why, after I put this bracket together, I really started enjoying it. Because how the hell do you compare these two songs? They're completely opposite ends of the genre spectrum. One is kind of like, novelty acapella quasi r&b the other is like grungy southern rock that uh makes you feel like every time you're putting your foot down it's crushing seven peanuts it's two songs that you would normally never even think of attempting to compare And yet here we are trying to decide which one is quote unquote better. That makes this a really difficult matchup because I've always enjoyed Don't Worry, Be Happy. And I've always loved listening to Keep Your Hands to Yourself. They're both great songs. Uh, It's tough that they are matched up against one another. But, you know, keep, Keep Your Hands to Yourself has some just amazing guitar work in it it's uh the perfect representative of the southern rock genre that uh the uh other bands like allman brothers and leonard skinnerd and uh the outlaws etc would uh would also make famous don't worry be happy it's a great song but i kind of don't feel like it survived 2020 I feel like uh, if if you're still like if you survive went through 2020 and you're still saying don't worry, be happy. What the hell is wrong with you, dude? Did you just not go through all of the <laughs> shit that we just went through this year? Come on, man, read the room. And unfortunately, the uh, the timing of it bites Bobby McFerrin in the backside here, and so I got to give it to Georgia Satellites. All right, keep your hands to yourself. Picks up a second vote. Mike, give me your opinion. Was it wasn't that three? I thought that was already three for. Yeah, I believe that is three. 
Yeah, it's three. I'm sorry. I still want to hear your opinion, though. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. No, um, you know, um, so I will say one thing in Bobby Mack's defense. I, 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 first of all, I actually, I really dig the chill vibe of Don't Worry, Be Happy. I'd never really, like, you kind of know the general sentiment. I'd never really sat down and hardcore listened to the full song. And one of the things I found interesting is it had never occurred to me that I'm not entirely convinced he's not being a little bit sarcastic. Uh, I thought, and that was an interesting takeaway that I got from listening to this uh, just recently that I'd never taken away before. And I thought that was kind of cool. I was like, oh, maybe it, maybe it is more like, you know, that, that kind of like he's, he doesn't really mean don't worry, be happy. He basically kind of says in the song, like there's plenty to, to worry about. So I, that said, I think the seeding is a result of the fact that a lot of people like marijuana. <laughs> um, I think that that probably lends credence to to more of a uh, a reggae-esque sounding song being way ahead of Georgia Satellites. But I wasn't sure how this was going to go. Uh, I wasn't entirely sure whether I would be the only vote for Georgia Satellites. Uh, I'm happy that I'm not. I'm actually the fourth vote for Georgia Satellites. Uh, it's I, I love that. I think that's a song that just kicks ass it's a lot of fun and we'll talk more about it later yes we will marissa do we have a sweep we can go ahead and sweep don't worry be happy right on out of here i love it it's catchy but again if it was the only song i was allowed to listen to i'd probably kill myself within 10 minutes (laughs) (laughs) i think that's less than two (laughs) listens through that song before marissa's Swallowing that, swallowing that cyanide capsule, but yep, don't yep. worry, be happy. Could not survive twenty twenty. It's not surviving twenty twenty one. It is done. It is done. So keep your hands to yourself. Moving on to the next round. This is going to bring us to our six eleven matchup. The six seed Alana Miles Black Velvet against the classic eleven seed Tommy Two Tones eight six seven five three zero nine. And we're going to start with the still bitter Sarah. Damn you, Tommy Two-Tone. So funny story. I People weirdly have me make accounts for them uh, online a lot through for my job. And I always use the password 8675309. Or the same variation, if it needs to be shorter, I cut off the end numbers because I've had it happen where like two years later, someone calls me and says, hey, you set up this account and I can't remember the password. I'm like, oh, have you tried 8675309? And it's the password. And it's amazing. It's not my personal password for things, but it just cracks me up that it holds up. I actually had to shoot this back to Jeff to get this song added. To me, it's one of the biggest one-hit wonders of the 80s. I like like the song Black Velvet. I have nothing against it. I just, I don't know. It's not 8675309. It's catchy. It's repetitive. We've gone through all that, but there's just something about it. And also, if you have a password you think you may forget, use that. You'll never forget it. Well, I can confirm Sarah is not lying. Her password is, in fact, not 8675309. But while I wait for the FBI to knock on my door, let's hear from Jeff Woodhead. Well, Sarah, you've made yourself uh, completely hackable. Uh, The... uh... And in fact, Sarah is responsible for 
eight six seven five three zero nine even being on this bracket. Uh, both of these songs actually are slightly marginally one hit wonders. Both of these bands actually had second songs that got into the top forty, even if only at thirty sixth for Alana Miles and thirty eighth for Tommy Two Tone. But they're both so iconic that you had to include them. And you know, so thank you to Sarah for pointing out the uh, omission of eight six seven five three zero nine in in the original bracket, which is a great song. I, I I've uh, loved it. I believe I uh, actually was playing with my daughter's blocks and arranged them into the eight six seven five three zero nine, and uh, 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 at one point just idly out of the heck of it. So it's a great song. I love. Tommy Two Tones song, and it is really unfortunate that it managed to come up against my favorite song in this entire bracket. Black Velvet is a perfect blues rock song. It is this sultry, sexy song sung beautifully by a woman with a little bit of grit in her voice. Throw on top of that some truly impressive guitar work and a bass line that will be stuck in your head and in every other body part for the next several weeks after you hear it. And you have an incredible listening experience. Give my vote to Alana Miles' Black Velvet. I know it's got an uphill climb here, despite being the favorite. But it's an incredible song. I could listen to it over and over and over again. I can almost feel the touch of Black Velvet as I listen to it. God, it's such a great song. Please, give it two more votes. Black Velvet has tied this up one-to-one. We bring it over to Mike. I almost feel like I have to vote for Tommy Two-Tone just because we had to sacrifice Kajagugu to get him in. This was originally Too Shy Shy versus uh, Black Velvet before uh, we swapped in Tommy Two-Tone. Not to mention, I mean, 8675309 is the reason that every phone number in every movie begins with 555. Because after Tommy Tutone released this song, there were so many prank calls to unfortunate people who happened to have this number uh, that there was actual like litigation involved. Like I think that's an incredible story. Uh, but damn it, I gotta fucking agree with Jeff on this one. I love Black Velvet. I love Alana's Alana Miles's voice wailing that chorus. I love that pulsing bass. I love that bluesy guitar. It is all so good. Uh, you know what? Like it's, it is hard sometimes to gauge these one hit wonders because as I mentioned before, uh, I think in, in the previous episode actually, but part of it, you do have to wait, you know, consider the pop culture impact of a one hit wonder and how much that matters. But damn it. Sometimes you just got to be subjective. And I think black velvet is the better song. I think it's, I just do. Uh, so I'm giving it my vote. Black Velvet picks up another vote. Marissa, is Mike right? Um, I'm going to go with 8675309 here, just so that Mike and Jeff have to battle it out on who's going to do the buzzer beater to convince Jeff on Black Velvet. 
Well, that kind of ruins my segue. Mike, Jeff, or Sarah, do either of you want to use a buzzer beater to try and convince Jeff Gore one way or another? Uh, yeah, Jeff uh, sure. Woodhead, I've yeah, you go. I've been watching his face, but you can go ahead and try if you want. Yeah, look, I uh, uh, I don't care that much about really any other first round matchup here, to be honest with you. Black Velvet is just such an incredible song. Like it's such, if you've ever listened to the blues and been moved, I've, I've been a big blues fan for a while and you listen to some of the, you know, the blues greats, the buddy guys and the BB Kings of the world. And, you know, they're doing things with the guitar that you never hear anywhere else. And, so many of those elements have been taken by Alana Miles into this song and translated into a pop context that I don't see how you can listen to this song and not be moved, not by the combination of those, those blues riffs that owe so much to the blues greats that, absolutely incredible bass line that just drives your way through the entire song the slightly gritty yearning beautiful sexy sultry voice that goes on top of it look i'm going down i'm going down in flames here this is uh this is a it's a great song and it deserves to move on well, we're going to let Mr. Jeff Gore be the decider of that. The ball is in your court. Wow. Uh, I really never thought it would come to this. Um, and frankly, I'm just honored. I'm really honored here. Um, I'm so honored with the weight of this decision. I think a lot of what you've put in there is true. I think Black Velvet is absolutely a fantastic song. Um much like you mentioned, uh, there's, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan, B.B. Uh, King, some of these blues um, vets and legends that have been out there. Um, but what I didn't see among those names was a lot of miles. And what I do see on an almost daily basis is just rows and rows and rows and rows of test data in which almost every single phone number on these databases, on almost any company that's out there on any continent, is just filled with the phone number 8675309. You'll find it under every zip code. You'll find it on every database that's out there in the world. And something that has penetrated the culture of the world in such a way deserves to move on. And so while I don't discredit Black Velvet at all, I do think it's a fantastic song. I think the 11 seed takes the cake here, and Tommy Two-Tone is moving on. You're breaking my heart, buddy. You're breaking my heart. I can't help but feel. I knew a little, it was you, Fredo. I can't help but feel a little good for Sarah, as she now, as two people here now know what heartbreak feels like. Tommy Two Tone moving on to the round of 32. 
But there's no time for tears, ladies and gentlemen. We have got the three seed of Nina's 99 Luft Balloons taking on the 14 seed after the fires, Der Commissar. I hope I pronounced both of those correctly. Doesn't matter. I'm not going back and editing this. Mr. Woodhead, give us your opinion. This is really two songs that I kind of feel like are a little mediocre. I'm like, uh, okay, they're fine. Uh, the definitive version of 99 Lift Balloons was not done by Nina. It was done by Goldfinger. Uh, the Their kind of punk popish version of that song is just so much better. But her version is actually still pretty darn good. Uh, even if I don't speak German, so I don't understand what the fuck she's saying. Their uh, Commissar is also actually, okay, it's kind of fun. It's not bad, not good, but it's not bad. Uh, I think this was the only one that I, I really didn't necessarily have an idea of how I was going to vote before coming into this. And, uh, being first, I don't really get anyone else's opinion on it. So I think I, I it comes down to which one I would rather just turn on and listen to more. Uh, and I've actually got to give it to Der Commissar. I think I just like it a little bit better. I don't know why. I really don't know why. And I'm not super confident in my vote, but Sure, why the hell not? Give After the Fire a vote. <laughs> after the Fire picks up a vote, we're bringing it over to Mike. So there are probably very many songs with both English and German language versions, but I can only think of two, personally, being an English speaker, I can only think of two that are better in German. The first is obviously the Beatles' German version of She Loves Me, which is Sie liebt dich. Because those cheeky Liverpudlians decided to make it sound like he was saying she loves dick. And that is so funny. The other one is Nina's 99 Luftballons, which somehow is better in German than the 99 Red Balloons version that is in English. I, I'm not entirely sure why that's the case, but it is. But that being said, Der Commissar is the song I'd rather listen to. I, it just is. I don't, I, I mean, I think the biggest thing going for it is I saw Dirk Commissar and I didn't recognize which song uh, that Jeff was talking about in this bracket until it started playing. And I was like, oh yeah, I love this song. I didn't realize it was called Dirk Commissar, but this is a great song. Like I'm going to, I'm going to sing along to this song because it's fun. It's definitely the song I'd rather listen to. So I'm giving it my vote. Dirk Commissar has got a two to nothing <laughs> vote. We're going to bring this one over to Marissa. So I had... I, I don't know why this is a odd bracket placement for me to have an issue with, but I like both of these songs. Um, I like the meaning behind uh, 99 Luft Balloons. It, you know, it's a call for peace. Um, but I'm with Mike on this one. Dirk Commissar is going to be the one that I'm going to want to listen to more. So that one's picking up my vote. Dirk Commissar's got a three to nothing lead. We're going to bring this one over to Jeff Gore. Yeah. So I think actually what Mike said 
he had a lot of things right. Um, basically, the 99 Luft Balloons version of 99 Red Balloons is a far superior version of that song. Um, and it's also actually a far superior song to Der Kommissar, um, which the previous three people have gotten incorrectly. Uh, because if you don't know, Der Kommissar roughly translates to government official. And in these tough times of tax season, I think it's very important that we all fight the man together. And there's no way that Der Kommissar should go on. I'm very disappointed in all of you. Nina deserves to move on. 99 Left Balloons will always hold a special place in my heart. Down with the man. Well, as Jeff makes his political statement, we are bringing this one over to Sarah. Is it a really close game at the end of it, or is it a blowout? I was going to make a close game of it. I actually agree with Jeff Gore. I, I had 99 left balloons. That's what I marked. I didn't know, like everyone else, that uh, the song was actually Der Commissar. I didn't know that was the name of it. I know the song well. But there's just something about the 99 Left Balloons that it's one of those whenever I hear it, like I kind of stop and it gets my full attention when I do hear it. So for that reason, I had that down as my pick. So we're going to make this close, at least to 3 to 2. You know, it's a 3 to 2 victory for Der Commissar as 99 Luft Balloons are floating away. We're bringing this over to our second-to-last matchup of the evening. The seventh seed, a flock of seagulls. I ran so far away. The tenth seed, modern English. I melt with you. And speaking of melting with you, Mike, you're up. Aw. Uh, first of all, I just want to say, like, I'm pretty sure Dirk Commissar is very much down with the man in terms of its lyrical content. But, uh, so flock of seagulls versus... Uh, Modern English. This is actually a no-brainer for me. Uh, I mean, I, I, Iran is certainly a solid 80s song. Everyone remembers the Flock of Seagulls haircut with the, the swirly hair and everything like that. But I Melt With You, that to me evokes a feeling. It's not the feeling of wanting Burger King, although I definitely remember it from the Burger King commercials in the 90s. It's the feeling of new love and the possibility it brings. And it's just, it's such a positive vibe like that song just gives me such positive vibes like i i dig that song so much i i feel like flock of seagulls and iran is very much of its time and it does so in that sense it does have like a nostalgia quality to it i melt with you feels a little more timeless it has this more unassuming uh indie pop rock kind of feel and it still it still clicks with me today uh I think the future's open wide. So, uh, and it is because I'm the first voter. So we'll see what, we'll see how much legs it has, but my vote is for I Melt With You. I Melt With You picks up a vote. We're bringing this next vote over to Marissa. Something must be wrong because I'm agreeing with Mike way too often. Um, <laughs> in this, in this bracket. Um, yeah, I, I Melt With You is just, I don't know. It's, the one that I gravitate towards more. So I melt with you. I melt with you has got a second vote. Jeff Gore, lodge your vote, sir. I would love to. So 
I think it's interesting about these two. They are both pretty quintessential 80s songs. Um, I Ran is clearly by a flock of seagulls. I think most people could probably tell you that. What's interesting about I Melt With You is I bet most people hearing this song would think it's probably by The Cure or a better band of sorts. Um, which is kind of interesting because you wonder how much staying power it really has if that's the case. Uh, it's a great song. And I'm kind of just saying things because I'm not quite sure which way I'm going to vote yet. Uh, a Flock of Seagulls, I've compared both of the videos here in the past couple seconds, so I've given them a really full in-depth review. Um, I have to say, I think that for what A Flock of Seagulls presents in an artistic manner, especially in their hair, clothes, videos, Modern English doesn't. Um, they pretty much provide us with nothing. So I think for that fact, I think for the cultural aspect of what they provided and the staying power of a flock of seagulls name, I'm going to go with Iran. Flock of seagulls has made it a game. We're bringing this one over to Sarah. Oh, this is really tough because I don't know. I initially had written down flock of seagulls. I met with you. I like both of these songs. This this one gave me a little bit of trouble as well. Uh, I just love a nice cheesy love song, as we know. And I melt with you. I agree. Falls into that category. I think I want to leave this one up to my other buddy Jeff. The two Jeffs. There's so many Jeffs, but I think they both bring something to the table. I think Marissa and Mike were right that as far as something that you're probably going to listen to more often would be I Met With You. But I also think if we're talking one-pit wonders of the 80s, I think of A Flock of Seagulls. So that's where I'm running into a head-to-head match here. But I think, I'm think i sorry, Jeff. I'm, I'm going to leave this one up to you. I know you got your heart broken. I got my heart broken. Maybe two broken hearts make right i'm not sure how that goes but i'm gonna go flock of seagulls flock of seagulls has tied this up it is two to two and mr woodhead is going to be the deciding vote before we go to him mike sarah and marissa have their buzzer beaters left does either any of you want to lob it here and try and convince jeff one way or another Everyone says no. Mr. Woodhead, sir, it is all on your shoulders. So, I had something written down here. Part of me wants to throw it out the window because Mike actually chose correctly in the Alana Miles versus Tommy Two-Tone matchup, while the rest of you did not. But I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. I am not a... Like a, a jolted lover stalking the new boyfriend of the uh, the 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 woman who broke my heart. I will move on. I will be the bigger man here. I will choose the song that I actually like better. And to be honest, I unironically love Iran by Flock of Seagulls. It is a great song. I will listen to it. Morning, noon, and night. It's just such a wonderfully fun song. And 
maybe it's my weak spot for Britpop. I don't know. Uh, you know, Flock of Seagulls had plenty of hits over in, in Europe and in England during their day, only really crossed over here once. Uh, interestingly, they actually went on tour with uh, Modern English and Berlin uh, uh, several years ago. Uh, was tempted to go to that, never quite made it. Give it to Flock of Seagulls, move them on. The uh, the incredible comeback, <laughs> coming back from a two nil deficit. Uh, but I I do I unironically love to listen to Iran. I think it's a, a fun and well put together song that uh, that will stand the test of time. Like a phoenix rising from the ashes, a flock of seagulls is moving on to the round of 32, and we are down to our final matchup of the evening. We have got the two seed, Soft Cells, Tainted Love, taking on the 15 seed, and I'm hoping I'm saying this correctly. Is that T-Pow? T-Paw? T-Pow. T-Pow. Okay. I gave it two different pronunciations. wasn't right either time. Heart and Soul, the 15 seed. Marissa, get us started. <laughs> She's a little busy. <laughs> that is not a lapdog. No, that is not. So, oh, he's such a good... She, such a, she left wherever she was out there and oh. came in here, yeah, bumped in into here. Ellie's door, bumped into the boy's door, and then came up here with me. I... I wish all you listeners could have this. <laughs> Hold on, I lost because, my like, I lost my headphones. Hold on. You you want to talk about I Melt With You, the superior song in the previous uh, ratchet, by the way. Like, I, my heart melted when I saw Sorry, that dog. You, you dog, you jump into Marissa's lap. Oh. Like, she, like, like, drunkenly bumped into Ellie's door and then the boy's door and then just came up to me. So I have no idea... <laughs> She's very lost right now because we're usually in bed. Um, where are we doing? <laughs> this is going to be tainted love against heart and soul. Come here. She's being a weirdo. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> uh, I circled tainted love, so I'm just going to go with that. Um, heart and I, you know, both these songs are fine. I, you know. I, they're fine. So, Tainted Love. <laughs> tainted Love picks up its first vote. Uh, let's bring this one over to Jeff Gore. You seem a little trepidatious about that. I can understand why. Um, in this case, however, you have nothing to fear. Uh, the correct song is Tainted Love. I tried to listen to Heart and Soul. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it ripped both of those items out and tried to throw them away. Um, it was uncomfortable. Tainted Love is moving on for me. Well, almost there. Almost. Tainted Love's got a two to nil lead. Sarah, your turn. I'm surprised you didn't throw in it. I have no heart and no soldier there, Chris. I'm disappointed in you a little bit. But yeah, the Tainted Love all the way. I love that song. I will play that song still today. I don't know that I'll ever get old. That song will ever get old for me. I I love everything about it. So I'm giving I'm a very enthusiastic vote 
for Tainted Love. Tainted Love picks up its third vote. And speaking of people who are disappointed in me, Mr. Woodhead, what do you have to say? I'm just disappointed in everybody right now. I uh, I don't understand what's going on. What is wrong with you people? Is uh, is is this is this really America? Are are we we really? Is this really who we are? Are are we really the kind of people that would send our Canadian sister Alana Miles to the trash heap? Is is that really the kind of culture we want to be? Have you been paying attention the last 20 years? <laughs> yes. <laughs> sadly, sadly, I realize the answer to that question is a resounding yes. Uh, <laughs> I actually like these two songs obviously come up against one another on the playlist and I listened to them. I wasn't really totally certain one way or the other on them. And I listened to uh, Tainted Love and was kind of like, eh, OK. And listen to Heart and Soul, and, you know, despite its total cheesiness and terrible song craft, and just, it isn't that good of a song by the end of it, by despite myself, I'm singing, Give a little bit of heart and soul! I don't know what the hell about that song is, that it grabs me and forces me to enjoy it. But fine! God damn it! I hate myself for liking that song, but... I like that song. So, uh, to Pow's Heart and Soul gets my vote. And the fact that it's also named, they're named to get for a Star Trek character, for fuck's sake. Come on, guys. Well, after listening to Jeff trying to sing there, I'm pretty sure the only thing being grabbed were his balls. We're bringing this one over to Mike. It's two women singing it. I gotta try. It's true. That's, he, he, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. So I mentioned earlier, we sacrificed Kajagugu for Tommy Two-Tone, which, which was fair. We're also missing Rock Me Amadeus by Falco. We're missing Take On Me by AHA. We're, we, I know I'm sure not somebody's going to claim wonder. these. I'm sure somebody's going to claim Show these me are the not one-hit wonders. I don't give a fuck what the data says. They're wrong. And perhaps most, inexplicably, we are missing Don't You Want Me by The Human League. Did you know she was a waitress in a cocktail bar when they met? Because I fucking know she was a waitress in a cocktail bar when they met. It was the one thing that they could agree upon. There is a version of Don't You Want Me by the Human League out there where somebody took that song and replaced every single lyric with that line so that the chorus goes, working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. Go look it up. It's fantastic, and I would rather listen to it than either one of these songs. How in the holy shit Soft Cell is a two-seed is beyond me. I guess it's the bum-bum intro part. I don't know. I guess it's sort of iconic. It's fine. Whatever. It's going to lose to Iran in the next round unless there literally is no God. T-Pal's Heart and Soul, eh, it's, it's, it's all right. It's not even the best song called Heart and Soul that came out in the 80s because Huey Lewis and the News existed. Whatever. I'm giving my vote to Tainted Love. I hope it loses in the next round, too. I ran. Uh, I was really hoping it was going to lose to I Melt With You. Either way, moving on. Well, as Mike has now taken away my next three opening lines for the next three shows, I will be Googling more one-hit wonders. But Tainted Love is definitely moving on. 
And that brings us to the end of the left-hand side of our bracket. To recap, Dexie's Midnight Runners, come on, come on Eileen, will be taking on Biz Marquis, just a friend. The Church, under the Milky Way, taking on Georgia Satellites, keep your hands to yourself. Tommy Two-Tone pulls the upset, our third upset of the evening. And it will be taking on our fourth upset of the evening after the fires, Der Commissar. And then finally, a flock of seagulls I ran so far away will be taking on Soft Cell's Tainted Love. And we will see you with our next episode as we move on to the right-hand side of the bracket and examine the next group of one-hit wonders. If you're enjoying the show, seriously, leave us a five-star rating, write us a review. That would be really awesome of you. Facebook and Instagram, Boozy Bracketology. Twitter, at Boozy Brackets, due to those damn character limitations. Boozy Bracketology at gmail.com. But for Boozy Bracketology, I have been Chris. I have been Sarah. I have been Jeff, and may I point out that both AHA and the Human League had other top 20 hits. AHA reached number 20 with The Sun Always Shines on TV. The Human League reached number 8 with Keep Feeling Fascination, and in fact, reached number 1 yet again with Human. Just a real quick, if you want to make a donation, uh, the Human Fund is in fact accepting donations. <laughs> uh I have been Mike, and if anybody can sing any of those songs to me right now, I open the floor. I have been Marissa, and you don't want me to sing to you. And I'm Jeff. <laughs> A different one, but I'm still Jeff. We will see everyone next episode. Have a good one. <laughs>